Well, as, as I say, it's good to be with you. And just to say that uh, the Faith Mission have had the Edinburgh Convention. And we brought some leaflets with us here. They're over here. There's some great speakers. Also, the fellowship is absolutely wonderful as well. I know Dr. Murdoch comes from the Faith Mission. He's an amazing speaker and he organises this. Uh, but I'd highly recommend it to you. And then as well, I brought some of the wee testimony books about my own life story. Uh, please take them and uh, read them and then pass them on to someone who doesn't know the Lord. <clears throat> if you have your Bibles with you, would you like to turn to Psalm 61, please? Psalm 61. Just to encourage yourselves as well, when I speak to people, friends who come here and preach, they always speak very highly of you. Uh, it's nice to hear that as people come and they really appreciate coming here and sharing the, the word of the Lord. So Psalm 61, uh, just before we read it with a, a word of prayer. Father, we do thank you and praise you for who you are. And Lord, as our faces differ, so do our needs. And Father, we know our need is you. We need to hear from you this morning. Man cannot even create an anxious thought in anybody's heart. So we pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to be real in our meeting today. That Father, that you'll come and speak into our lives. And Father, that you'll reveal anything that's hindering us going deeper with you. Please, Lord, we ask you, in the wonderful name of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, minister into our hearts. And we pray that there be anyone here who doesn't know you yet as their own personal Saviour. Father, let them see the beauty of Jesus. Let them see their need this morning. And may they fall in love with Christ. So, Father, glorify your Son in our midst. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Okay, Psalm 61. And it's a, a Psalm of David. <coughs> David says, Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. I long to dwell in your tent forever and take refuge in the shelter of your wings. For you have heard my vows, O God, you have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Increase the days of the king's life, his years for many generations. May he be enthroned in God's presence forever. Appoint your love and faithfulness to protect me, to protect him. Then will I ever sing praise to your name. And fulfill my vows day after day. Amen. Seemingly Psalm 61 uh, is, is a psalm of David when his son Absalom rebelled against him. Remember Absalom listened to some bad advice. And uh, when he took that bad advice, he rebelled against his dad. And, and David, was uh, he fled. And here is David, and he is crying out of God, crying out to God. You must have, how must have felt when his own son, his own flesh and blood, uh, went against him? And I like uh, verse 2, uh, the AV version, it says, When my soul is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. 
When my soul is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And even though David was a man after God's own heart, and a man who was mightily used of God, here he is in a desperate situation. And isn't it true even as Christians, it's not always plain sailing. It's not always a sunny day. Sometimes there's storms in our life. In fact, my 16-year-old daughter, Holly, she says to me, we're uh, come to the end of 2018, she says, Dad, are you not glad to see the back of 2018? It's been a terrible year. And here she is at 16, saying she was glad to see the back of 2018. And I appreciated that. Because she was being honest. Because I know she, even though as a young girl, there were some struggles that she was going through. And isn't it true, as Christians, if you know and love the Lord Jesus Christ, there's sometimes there are struggles and there's difficulties in the Christian walk. The Lord will never leave us. And the Lord will never forsake us. And God is always with us. Sometimes we can pretend that everything is well when everything isn't well. And I think in the Christian church we could do a, a dose of being honest to each other. Because sometimes we pretend that everything is well. And here is David and he says, When my soul is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. It's not if my soul is when it is overwhelmed. And I believe even in the Christian life, there is times that we just feel the, the struggle and the strain and the pressures of life. 2018, I know we're in the very early right January, but uh, in fact, when, when's your birthday? 16th. All good people are born in January. I'm the 23rd, <laughs> just in case. Uh, <clears throat> well, what happened is... In, 2018 for us, we, we had a, a very stressful time because we had to move out of the Baptist manse because uh, we're selling it and we're trying to find another house and been in the faith mission for over five years and we're struggling to find a house. And you've got a wife and two kids, it's fine if you're yourself, you can handle a caravan or whatever. Uh, but when you've got a wife and two kids, and you're saying, don't worry, the Lord will look after us. You're like this, pulling the hair out your head. Because there were struggles. And you're uptight. And you're still out and in, in, uh, involved in a busy schedule ministry. But in the home, there was battles. In the home, there was struggles. In the home, there was difficulties. And there was many times that I was crying, Lord, just keep me focused in you. And I believe when we're more honest with people, we can be a blessing to people. How many people are struggling and they don't tell anybody? And you don't know until their seat is empty. And then you find out why their seat is empty. It's not because they missed church. It's because of what was going on in their life a long time ago. But they never felt comfortable in telling anybody. You know, I've joined Slimming World. I know you don't, doesn't look like it just now. I joined Slimming World last week. 
Now, I've joined it a few times, actually. Uh, I've got a library full of Slim World books. <clears throat> but let me tell you something, and I've said this before. <coughs> I believe the church could learn a lot from Slim World. Because see, when they get in there, they say, and how are you doing? Have you had a good week? Oh, well, don't worry about it. Start again tomorrow. And how you doing? If you're struggling, give me a phone and we'll talk about it. And that's just to stop eating. <laughs> that's just to stop. I'm a chocoholic. And that's just to help people eat. Don't worry, if you want to meet up, we'll meet up, we'll get a wee chat. And the lady who runs the Slimming World, she sends me texts and they're very, they're lovely. And if you could spiritualize them. And yet, how often when you get to church, people will walk by you. They'll walk by you and they'll say, how are you doing? Because they're not caring. But God is caring. And here is David. And his heart was overwhelmed. And I believe sometimes our hearts can be overwhelmed by many different, because of many different reasons. But isn't it true sometimes in our family? There can be difficulties in their family. That was David's problem. His son rebelled. And David had family problems. Family problems. And his son rebelled. And that, <coughs> that's what was causing him to be overwhelmed. You know, there was a lady who came to a mission with her husband in Springburn. And she'd been praying for her husband for 28 years. 20 years praying for her husband and praise God I think it was on a Saturday night he gave his life to Christ and he's saved, he loves the Lord and we had a mission in Wishaw and she came one night to the mission in Wishaw and she came in and she says Gordon, I've got a new man because her husband was changed and that's what people should be saying about us we're new men and new women because we should be different if we know and love the Lord. And David was overwhelmed. You know, we think of Joseph in the Bible. And in his life, he was overwhelmed because of his family circumstances. There was jealousy. There was hatred. There was people going against him, his own brothers. And what does the Bible tell us? The Bible tells us when David was in the pit, the Bible says God was with him. When David, when his brothers put him in the pit, God was still with him. And sometimes we can feel emotionally and mentally in a pit. And we're wondering, how am I going to get out of this? And God is with us. God is with us no matter what we're doing or no matter what we're experiencing and no matter what we're going through. It's just continually looking to the Lord. And in Joseph's life, the Bible tells us as well, you look at the Bible when he was in the prison, the Bible tells us that God was with him. And he was in the prison because of a woman telling lies. That's why he was in the prison. Somebody was telling lies about him. And because he, the person, the wife believed it, the husband believed it, he ended up in prison. And how often can somebody say something about you? And people can say things about you that's not true. And they can tie you up. But David, uh, Joseph knew that God was with him. And even in our circumstances, whatever we're experiencing in our family circumstances, 
God is with us. I've got an 18 year old girl and a 16 year old girl. My 18 year old girl has been like this, Bethany. No, I has. I just say, Bethany! And that tone's enough. My 16 year old. What of mercy. Oh, it's been a roller coaster. Absolute roller coaster. I say to her, Holly! And she say, What, Dad? If I say to Beth, Holly, Bethany, don't touch this, she won't touch it. Holly will go like that and hover her finger as close as she can. And then you'll debate with her. I'll say to her, no, this is not happening. Why is it not happening? I want a tattoo, Dad. You're not getting a tattoo. I want a tattoo. I says, you're not getting a tattoo. You get a tattoo, you're starting to pay rent for living in my house. I says, because you're disobeying me. When I'm 16, she's 16 now, I can get a tattoo, it's legal. I say, you get a tattoo and you'll see what happens. She you get married. She's always concerned because we went into the faith mission. She's always saying, see when I grow up, Dad, I just don't want to see my kids. Don't worry, we'll get by. Don't worry. She says, I want to give my kids stuff. She says, what about my wedding? What's going to happen? I says, don't worry, we'll get there. She says, I don't want a budget wedding, Dad. <laughs> so I says, so you get a tattoo, and I'm giving you nothing for your wedding. And you know if I say it, Holly, I mean it. I'm just sharing some family stuff for you, right? <laughs> I've maybe gone a wee bit deeper than I should. Uh, this was only last week, by the way. <laughs> now, I, don't, I know you don't have all the problems in your house. And then she's out with her pals, and anyway, it's just completely night and day a difference. Completely night and day a difference. But you have to love her. You have to love her. She's my daughter. She's my child. I care for her. And I want the best for her. And I want her to see the way I respond is because I love her. And your heart can be overwhelmed. There's times when I've left to go to a meeting and in the house you've had to deal with stuff and you're like this. Oh, I bind the devil in the name of Jesus. And then you have to go way out and stand in the pulpit and share Jesus with somebody. When we're overwhelmed, run to where David went. He went to the rock. And it's Christ. And I don't know all, all of you, but I know God knows every single one of us. And isn't it true in family life? It's not always plain sailing. Even though you're a Christian, it's not always plain sailing. And I know that as Joseph was in the pit, God says, I'm with you. When Joseph was in the prison, God was with him. And when Joseph was in the palace, God was with him. And brothers and sisters in Christ, whatever you're going through, God is with you. He'll never leave you. And he'll never forsake you. Because he's there. Because he's promised that. I'll never, ever, 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 ever leave you. And I'll never, ever, ever forsake you. It's us keeping our heart and our mind in him. And it's not only that, when our heart's overwhelmed, it can be family. 
But sometimes as well, it can be friends. Sometimes friends can be cruel. They can maybe say things that they shouldn't really say. And I believe it's important that we should make sure that we mix and mingle with people who's going to take us further and deeper with God. Not to take us away from God, but further and deeper with God. Yes, we want to be be involved in outreach. Yes, we want to be involved in ministry. But we need to make sure that people are encouraging us and building us up in Christ. That's what we want to be. We want to be the people of God who make sure that people round about us encourage us. And brothers and sisters in Christ, don't throw stones at each other. Be a blessing. Remember Job, his friends, just curse God and die. Job says, Lo, he slay me, yet will I praise him. Do you know there's a man in Northern Ireland, he's probably well in heaven, when I just was in my first year at Faith Mission Bible College, went over to Northern Ireland and uh, was over there trying to preach, and I couldn't preach to save myself. And these guys from Northern Ireland were absolutely amazing. Amazing preachers. And after my stuttering and stammering, an old man came up to me and put his arm round about me. And he says to me, are you just on the road, son? And I says, yes. He says, keep going. Keep going. He knew nothing about what that meant to me. And friends, sometimes in church, there people just need a wee word of encouragement. Sometimes in church there's people and you can be the, the blessing into their life. And we look at Job and the people round about him. But he just wanted to keep on looking to the Lord. And I believe as Christians, we want people to see the, the beauty of Jesus through our life. Let's be Christians that show the love of Jesus. Let's be Christians that are just not all talk and no action. Let's less talking and more action and let's encourage and be a blessing to others. You know I, we are involved in ministry we're busy and all that sort of stuff. I had Christian friends and we're out there and we're busy telling folk about Jesus. And here are these Christian friends uh, which I thought they were friends and they just threw stones at my children. Throw stones at me if you want, but don't throw stones at my kids. <coughs> throw stones at my children. Just verbally throw stones at them. Now how do you think I feel? And they're supposed to be my brother and sister and my Lord. You know, my mum used to always say that a pen can write anything. A pen can write anything. A tongue can say anything. But your life does the talking. And I believe as Christians, we need to show people the deep, deep love of Jesus. And share the love of Christ with people. Because how many people, and they feel that their heart is overwhelmed... And they don't know what to do. And they don't know where to go. And that's can be Christians. And non-Christians. And they're just looking for someone to get along beside them. Would you know I'd be a blessing to somebody than a burden? 
But you know that being an encouragement to someone. And that's why as Christians we need to be careful. We want to be godly friends. We want to be friends that encourage people. That build them up. You know, I had a friend uh, in, in Wishaw. Oh, didn't mean to tell you the church. Anyway, I'll tell you this. <laughs> well, I thank you. <laughs> thank you. Anyway, David liked a wee dram. <laughs> He's rejoicing in heaven, we're alright. <laughs> he liked a wee dram, right? And he did, he loved the Lord, but he had a drink problem. And uh, every now and again, every now and again, he'd take a wee slip. And he, uh, and I mean, this guy loved Jesus. He really loved the Lord. But every now and again, there was a wee slip. And, and he, nobody needed to say a thing because he battered himself enough. And then anyway, he'd get up and get self-sorted again, get back on the road. And one day he goes to church. And someday when he's walking out of church, somebody come up to him and says, Hello, Davy. How are you getting on with the drink? And Davy says, Fine. And how are you getting on with your sin? You see, people knew when David had a wee slip. But I'll tell you, there's more slips in there than Christians' hearts. Gossip. Jealousy. Pride. Envy. Backbiting. There's more problems in there. Their words can be smooth as butter, but in their hearts are drawn daggers. We want to be friends who are godly, who are Christ-like, who are for his glory. And I believe as well, as David was overwhelmed because of his son, we can go overwhelmed because of family circumstances, we can go overwhelmed because of friends, but we want to be a biblical friend. And I believe sometimes as we finish, our faith Sometimes our faith can be tested. Sometimes in our walk with God. Our faith. You, you think of Peter. What happened to him when he was heating his hands at the fire? He denied the Lord. He denied the Lord. He had struggles and he denied the Lord. But praise God, he really met with God in a, in a, in a big way. And in our Christian life, I struggle with people who say, I never have any problems spiritually. I never have any problems spiritually. I just know that I'm walking with God, I'm enjoying my salvation, and me and him are walking tight day by day. Sometimes I'm holding on with my fingertips. There's sometimes I would rather just go away and hide in a wee black room. There's sometimes I'm going up to preach the wish of sitting down listening to somebody else. And in our faith, sometimes it can be deep struggles because of the things that's happening and going on in our life. But even in these struggles and even in these difficulties, it's turning to the Lord. What did David say? When my soul is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Higher than I. And I believe this morning, whatever's going on in your life, whatever you're experiencing, 
God wants you to come and rest in him. To rest in him. Not to walk alone, but to rest in the Lord. Because we all have struggles. We all have fears. We all have private battles. And battles that people can see. But we want to rest in him. And to grow in him. And the best place to live is take off the plastic smile. And come and cry out to God. And ask God to help you to be real with him. Because when you're real with him, you'll be real with yourself. You know, there was a guy, you'll read it in the Wee Testament book. There was a guy who came to know the Lord. He was a drug dealer in drum chapel, Eddie Davis. He's perfect now, he's rejoicing in heaven. And, and Eddie knew nothing about the Bible, nothing about God. But anyway, it's a long story, you read about it in the wee book. <clears throat> and God saved him. And Bellini Prison, Prison with the privilege of sharing the gospel with him, and he, he cried out to God, and God saved him. But he knew nothing about the God, and it was brilliant, because he was dead honest with you. And I used to get texts saying, Gordon, he says, am I allowed to do this? No, I'm a Christian. I'll not tell you where I was. No, Eddie, you can't, you can't go and do that. He says, that's all right, that's fine. I just wanted to check. And I, I appreciated that. Because, uh, there's, no, there were two young people, I'm not worth telling you. Uh, the, the things that he wanted to go and get up to. But he realised, no, it's not right. Because somebody to tell him. But Christians... They can pretend that they're squeaky clean. The sinner, right, the righteous sinner. And all we need to do is come and be real and be honest because we live in a false world. And the last thing we need is false Christians. God is looking for people who are real. God can take people who are real. God can take people who are honest before him. When my soul is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And I believe God is what to take us this morning as we finish. And use us for his glory. Do you know, do you know want God to use you? We, we want God to fill us and use us for his glory. And it's wonderful to think that God can use every single one of us in here this morning. First of all, we need to be saved. We were committed our life to him and surrendered our life to him. And wouldn't it be great if you're here this morning and you know the struggles. But if you come and say, no, I want to dedicate my life to the Lord afresh. That the Bible will become real. My prayer life will become alive. And when I open up my mouth, it will be to share the gospel. God can do that. Or maybe you're here this morning and you, you've never given your life to Christ. Maybe you're here and you, you know you're not a Christian. Wouldn't it be great if you came this morning saying, I want to surrender my life. I want to become a brand new person by giving my life to Christ. Amen. Okay. We're just going to have a word of prayer. Let's just come before the Lord in prayer. And just as our heads are bowed, 
And as we come before the Lord, let's have a wee time of silence. And if you're here and you know in your heart you're a Christian, you have repented of your sins, your trust is in the Lord, but there's things going on in your heart that is blocking your walk with God. Let's just come and ask the Holy Spirit to refresh us. And where we need to repent, repent. And where we need refreshed, ask the Lord to refresh us. Or maybe if you're here this morning and you're not a Christian, you've never surrendered your life to God, wouldn't it be wonderful if you came and you to come and, uh, and commit your life to Christ? Let's just come and be still and pray, and then I'll lead us in prayer. Father, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for salvation. We thank you it's found in Christ and in Christ alone. And Lord, we thank you that you have saved us. But you have not only saved us to be stuck, but you want us to serve you with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength. And we pray for your children this morning. We pray if there be any areas in their life where there's a spiritual blockage. We pray, Lord, refresh their soul. We pray, Heavenly Father, help us not to be spiritually dry and barren and pretending that we're something that we're not. Refresh us, Lord. Renew us. And Father, we pray if there be anyone here that's not a Christian. Father, we pray, may they go to the elders and speak to them and say, what must I do to be saved? May they come and just surrender their life to you. And Father, we'll give you all the praise and we'll give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen.